millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. 
now. NobleGoldInvestments.com Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Truth Bombs. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined remotely by Josie, the red-headed libertarian. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. And uh, you are a TimCast contributor. Love I Tim am. Pool. Mm-hmm. Yes, I How, am. How's it going? It's it's going well. I love doing the outside media thing. He uh, uh, he puts me on podcasts and uh, news and things like that. And I think I've really found my niche. So I, I really love talking to new people and meeting new people. So yeah, it's been great. Wonderful. Okay, so we, we know what's been big in the news right now is actually the controversy over Dylan Mulvaney. Um, a transgender TikTok personality who had a big ad deal with Bud Light. Now there is video across the internet of Americans pouring out their Bud Light or getting rid of their Bud Light. NBC News covered it today with this little report here. It Videos of people trashing cases of Bud Light are making the rounds on the internet. Once you go woke, you go broke. And that's because the beer brand teamed up with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney for March Madness. Conservative Bud Light fans seemingly disagree with the company's choice. Musician Kid Rock even posted a video of himself shooting a case of Bud Light. That video now has more than 1.4 million views. And comments on it range from supportive, like he speaks for all of us, to critical questions, like why does this bother you so much? Bud Light's parent company, Anheuser-Busch, says they work with hundreds of influencers as one way to authentically connect with various demographics. Mulvaney hasn't responded to the backlash, but this isn't the first time she's been on the receiving end. She spent more than a year documenting her transition online in a series called Days of Girlhood. Yeah, what's your reaction to this controversy? There, I I know my personal feed has been full of backlash about this Bud Light ad. Why are people so reactive? A quick shout out to the sponsor of my coverage. The second and third largest bank runs in history happened last month. The government is taking steps to guarantee all deposits, and that means more money printing. Thousands have approached Noble Gold Investments to secure their wealth with gold. Gold is the most stable asset outside of government control. Hurry, go to noblegoldinvestments.com or ivoryheckergold.com. Bag a free five-ounce America the Beautiful coin. If you qualify, that is ivoryheckergold.com, ivoryheckergold.com. There's always a risk with any investment, I bet, on gold. Well, I mean, I'm personally... The Tampax ad that got me, the Tampax ad, because Dylan Mulvaney, it says that they, that, that she, he, uh, has been tracking the transition. One of those things is that he still has his parts. And so there's not really a place to put the tampon, but. But even if he didn't have his parts, he's never going to, he's never going to menstruate. He's never going to shed a uterus. He's never going to shed the lining of his uterus because there is no uterus. Like it's, it's, it's gaslighting. It's complete gaslighting. And the fact that Dylan Mulvaney doesn't even identify as a woman, Dylan Mulvaney identifies as a girl, which gives me, it makes my skin crawl to be a grown man who identifies as a girl, but everyone's kind of glazing over that part. But um, I, I mean, it was the Tampax thing. He, oh, hold up, because I don't really follow him. He identifies as underage female. 
and he calls everything girlhood, being a girl, 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 girl. Mm. He never uses woman. He uses girl. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm a mother. I have daughters. Uh, that's predatory behavior to me. Um, and so he, he makes my skin crawl anyway. Um, and I, I, I mean, the flags went up, like I said, for the Tampax stuff because there's nowhere to put it. Also, Nike's got him doing a sports bra. It's like, he's like, there's really nothing there. I, I mean, so, so it's, it's a lot of gaslighting around, around womanhood. He's, he's wearing femininity as a skin suit and parading around with it, you know? So, I mean, it, it, whatever a grown man kind of wants to do, like, go ahead and do it. But like I said, he's identifying as a girl, which is, uh, which, which sends up red flags for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't like put too much energy or, or attention into this whole transgender controversy because I believe in just like whatever you want to do with your personal life, you do. Yep. Um, and that, which is kind of the libertarian take, you're a libertarian. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I've just, I understand that in some cases people are concerned about predatory behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been so much conservative backlash, um, against the transgender thing. A lot of people feel that conservatives are trying to limit individual liberty. Um, and, and then conservatives feel that liberals are trying to somehow limit or, or force something on them. What's your take as a libertarian? Libertarian, we look at consent. That's what the whole transgender movement is about for us. Adults can consent. They consent to have whatever done to their body that that they want to do. Children cannot. And so when when, um, the target is children, when they are very insistent that they want to give mastectomies to 13-year-old girls, when they want to give... Um, when they want to chemically castrate boys. And these are the drugs that they use to do that. And so when these things are happening to children, children are incapable of consent because it's, they, children are incapable of consent because they, they need to kind of understand the consequences of their actions. And this is why children can't join the military. Children can't smoke. Um, children can't buy lottery tickets because there's consequences to the actions. But all of a sudden, like, you can cut off their genitals and they have informed consent about that. Like that just, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so libertarianism is about protecting the smallest minority and the smallest minority is a child who cannot consent. And it's an individual. It's a child who cannot consent. So that's, yeah. that's where there's a conflict for, for me internally as a libertarian. Right. For sure, I think pushing this on kids. When you see so many people detransitioning too, there's so many people who. Yeah. And the other thing mind. about children is something like 94% of them, if they have gender dysphoria as a child, they outgrow it. Right. But, but they're putting these hormones into kids before they're even capable of it. You know, they're stopping their puberty before they get to that point where they outgrow it, which is puberty. Like they go through puberty, they're like, okay, I'm a girl, you know, and puberty is supposed to be uncomfortable, especially if you're a girl and you see them target mostly girls about feeling uncomfortable in their bodies. Oh, you're uncomfortable in your bodies because you've grown breasts. Yeah. All of us were, you know, right. It's not, it, it, it should be normalized. It shouldn't be, um, Children should never be told they were born in the wrong body. Right, right. I mean, there's a lot of girls are tomboys when they're younger. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, you're right. Wait, puberty is just awkward for anyone, but that doesn't mean that they should be brainwashed into permanently altering their body. Exactly. With barbaric surgery. Oh yeah. And this is something that's really personal for me. I actually fled from Massachusetts to Florida because I had a, a tomboy and I realized they were coming for her. <gasps> Since we've moved here. She is a beautiful, well-adjusted girl. She's got a boyfriend. Uh, you know, she's doing great in school, but up there they were, they were trying to um, misgender her because she was tomboy and she didn't, she would come to me upset about it because she didn't know, she didn't really know how to respond because she's kind of shy. Um, so they were trying to they, them, her, make her non-binary um, because she was a tomboy and they didn't want to assume. And uh, she had friends that were telling her she could be a lesbian because of how she dressed because she was a tomboy. Um, so I witnessed it. I lived it firsthand. I saved my da- my daughter from it because nobody up there was going to save her except me. So we moved to Florida. And I mean, within three months, she was just so happy. And she told me I felt trapped. I felt like I couldn't be myself. I felt like they were making me be somebody I wasn't because she was ready to outgrow tomboy, but it was being forced on her. So now she's just, she's lovely. And, you know, she still likes to play sports and still does all those things, but she can be herself now. Wow. That's so interesting. Well, yeah, I, one of my old coworkers here in Texas said that her daughter, her daughter was very much being influenced even here in Texas. You know, people talk about Texas and Florida, but, um, being very influenced by the whole pronoun culture, mm-hmm. like, okay, everyone in school is picking their pronouns. Which ones are going to be yours? The way exactly. you dress, we suggest these. It's the individualism. Children are, are chasing this. Like, I want to stand out. Okay. So it's like mm-hmm. the goths. Like, you know, when I was growing up, we had the goths and we had the skaters and, you know, the people who kind of dressed a little differently because they wanted to stand out, kind of find themselves. Now it's pronouns. Only uh, I I could take off my Jenko jeans. I can't take off my top surgery, you know? So, so they're yeah. permanently making children into these non-binary LGBT. They're, they're permanently getting them into the community, which is... It's just terrifying. It's, it's scary and it's mm-hmm. sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So more and more um, formerly trans people are coming out and telling their stories. And I found um, this one Instagrammer that I think um, people should follow and see. Um, so this young woman named Rada, if I'm saying her name right, um, she decided to turn into a man in, and, uh, now she is, you know, has transitioned back the best she can, but yeah, she no longer has breasts mm-hmm. and she has facial hair. Um, and you know, due to taking testosterone and getting that top surgery, but she said, um, transitioning wasn't self love and self acceptance. It was self rejection and self abandonment. Mm. But I love how she, she tells the story with so much love because I think there's a lot of hate in this culture. I, I, I understand that conservatives are up in arms wanting to protect their kids, but they're approaching it with a lot of venom, mm-hmm. which I think just makes people, it makes people splinter apart even more and not actually listen. People don't listen to each other when there's so much venom. But anyways, Rada is telling her story with a lot of love. She did this little 
skit with herself to kind of tell her story of why, why, how her mindset changed to think that turning into a boy would make her happy. Hey, Nikolai. Yo, what's up? I want you to consider that maybe you're choosing to transition because of the early trauma we experienced in childhood. What do you mean trauma? We were adopted into a good family and we were given a very fortunate life. Yeah, I do know that. But what I'm talking about is not our adoptive parents. What I'm talking about is our biological parents and what happened before we were adopted. What do you mean? What happened to us? Our biological parents molested us when we were just a baby. And then when we lived at the orphanage for three years, we were molested by other adults as well. Do you remember now? Yeah, I do remember. But what has experienced this sexual trauma to do with us wanting to transition to male? Because you see, when we were being molested, this created a trauma within us, telling us that we're not safe in our body. We're not safe being a girl. Does this make sense to you? Yeah, it does make a lot of sense to me now. I understand why we grew up rejecting our womanhood, hating our female body, and wishing to be a boy instead. Yes, it's all very connected. Do you understand now how there was actually never anything wrong with the way that we were born? Yeah, I do see it clearly now, how experiencing this trauma affected the way that we saw ourselves and the way that we felt about our body. So we were never born in the wrong body, were we? No, we weren't. We were perfectly created, and our soul chose the perfect body for us. And we came here to learn, to accept and love ourselves the way that we were born. There were no mistakes made. Hey, Nikolai. Yeah, what's up? I want you to consider so, that maybe you're choosing... Anyway, so she's just ongoing doing this um, vlogging about what she's learned from transitioning and regretting it and then trying to accept herself now how she is and help trying to help others accept themselves now before it's too late and they make the mistakes she made. Yeah, that's, that was so touching. And I hear a lot about, um, a lot of gay men, they might, they were molested as children and that ended up shifting their brain into a place where this is, this is, um, this is normal. This is, this is where I am a person. This is where I'm loved in, mm. in sort of relationship. And so the brain is complicated. We only know about, we only understand about 10% of it at this point. Um, but yeah, that was just so touching what, what, what she talked about. And um, it makes sense of why, why that happens, why gender dysphoria happens. A lot of the trans that we're seeing is not, is not gender dysphoria. It's like um a rite of passage and it's kind of it's it's kind of marring his gender dysphoria which is which is an actual diagnosis an actual illness that you know spawns from something awful like what happened to rada um but you know they're using it as a way to be individual with the lgbt and um it, it was just sexualities uh pansexual is a really popular one for kids uh or i say kids but teens you know what is um, pansexual <laughs> You're attracted to anything, essentially, like boy, girl, trans, uh, male to female, female to male. It doesn't matter. You're attracted to their soul. That's what pansexual is. Um, I know a lot of women who identify as pansexual, um, you know, growing up, I grew up in Massachusetts, identified as pansexual, and now they're all married to men, every single one of them. Uh, I think it was just a way to to, to, to be um, 
when when you're in the LGBT, you're protected. You're protected class like the victim class is protected and so you're a mind you become a minority you kind of make yourself this minority and become mm. protected and i think that uh, we're in a place where everything is kind of divided up we're all put into different boxes and uh, there's people who can never be victims like if you are a straight white male you can never be a victim and you can never have power in this new communist society that they're building but if all of a sudden you're pansexual then you, you, you get a privilege point towards you where you're able to not be looked at as having all the privilege of being a cis white male. So that's, that's just my idea looking at it. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, actually, um, you know, I had a coworker at Fox who mm-hmm. was gay. He was, a, he was a white male, mm-hmm. but he was secretly gay. Mm-hmm. And he, his, that's where, you know, my sexuality has nothing to do with my public, you know, persona on TV and in the newsroom. So I'm not going to talk to, you know, I, there's no reason to go out on TV or on my Instagram and be like, I'm gay, you know, mm-hmm. so he would just keep his personal life to himself. So he came off very straight and the, big boss at our TV station didn't seem to like him very much. And I, and I told him, if you came out gay, he would like you more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> but right now you're uh, one of those evil white males. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, exactly right. Um, it, it's, it's a power shift. Um, you know, and they're like, these people are, are oppressed. This group of people are oppressed, you know, they're, and they keep telling you this, like trans mm. people are an oppressed class. They're an oppressed class and they go over it and go over it and go over it. Um, but I mean, if, if I applied for a job and a trans person applied for a job, they'll probably get the job over me. Um, right. if, if they applied next to a white male, they get the job over the white male. It's, I mean, the, the oppression is just, there, there's really no institutional oppression anymore because all the institutions are making Dylan Mulvaney their spokesperson. So there's just, right. it's, it's just not a thing that we really have anymore and really haven't had it since before the civil rights act. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I never went, you know, when you apply to things, you're supposed to list your, your gender and your, and mm-hmm. all this thing, your race. I always leave that blank. I think it's a disadvantage to be straight and white. <laughs> no, I never mark those boxes. Absolutely not. It's nobody's you, business. I mark, nope, I'm not going to talk about it. And then they can right. assume that I'm just not ready to come out yet. Exactly. Right. Now, mm-hmm. so YouTube, YouTube recently asked me um, to identify my sexuality, my race. They, um, you know, I opened YouTube and instead of the homepage, it was this flyer from YouTube saying, fill this out. <laughs> like that's none of your business what my sexuality is like oh my god i i said i know how this game works i'm black Uh and i'm gay Uh that's what i told youtube i said i'm black and i'm gay and my youtube did really well that week i got big views (laughs) i am looking at a black gay woman right now (laughs) exactly that's how i identify Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but yeah, it is interesting. So, so that coworker I had, he eventually did come out, which I'm glad he could just be real with, with who he is, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, he, he now he was a close friend of mine at Fox, and he confided in me that he um, 
he was always gay. And this, I, I hear, I hear opinions from conservatives that, you know, you know, people choose and some people do choose to be gay, but others mm-hmm. have no choice. So his whole life, he's he born into a very Christian family. His whole life, he wanted, he wanted to be straight badly. Mm-hmm. He hated being gay. He tried so hard to turn himself straight. He tried dating the hottest girl on the planet, hoping that would turn him straight. It didn't. So hearing his story, you know, he, him confiding that with me, um, I just know that some people out there, they have no choice on how their brain functions and they mm-hmm. wish it would function differently. So, so just to see, um, some, some conservatives spewing hatred towards them, it is disheartening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't talk about this topic a lot because I'm mm-hmm. more about like what's impacting our freedoms. Yes. But, you know, I even had some conservatives recently tell me that they, um, would be cool with arresting gay people just because they're gay, which is the opposite. That's opposite of pro freedom. I I was like, I thought, you know, conservatives or the right were pro freedom. So we're in a, we're in an interesting (laughs) time in history. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're in a lot of division and we saw more division form over the Tennessee shooting. Mm -hmm. Uh, we had a lot go down at the Tennessee Capitol. Tim Cast covered it. Mm-hmm. So, have you paid attention to that? I'm going to show the Tim Tim Cast article where you contribute to Tim Cast at times. So here it is: two Tennessee Democrats expelled from state's House of Representatives after leading anti-gun protest on chamber floor. Two Tennessee mm-hmm. Democrats have been expelled from the state's House of Representatives for participating in anti. Second Amendment protests on the chamber floor. This after a transgender person murdered a bunch of people. Um, and now there's a renewed effort to take away people's guns. Um, what's your take on this? Um, I think that it's it's interesting that Tim Cast. Well, I don't think it's interesting at all because I work there and I, I love them. But they were the first to report what actually happened. I was, I mean, to me, I was looking for, I'm like, this can't be right because they were reporting that these people just stood outside and stood with protesters and, you know, and, and, and they were being, um, expelled because they, they merely stood with their constituents, but this was like insurrection level bad, what they did. Um, really the timing of a transgender person just slaughtered three nine-year-olds and, and three faculty in, in cold blood. And so, and then, then they were all, I remember one of the protests, they were raising seven fingers in the air for seven victims. And I, I don't know what kind of a world we're living in, but the timing was bad. What they did was not, not the right time, not the right place. And there are consequences that they understand when they become um, congressmen about about um, how to behave. And they didn't behave that way. So this says the lawmakers used bullhorns to lead protesters that had taken over the gallery in anti-gun chants. Uh, the resolution, the, the legislators there in Tennessee, they passed a resolution to kick these guys out said the that 
these three legislators, quote, did knowingly and intentionally bring disorder and dishonor to the House of Representatives through their individual and collective actions. So here it is, confrontations among Democrats on the floor. Getting heated. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, so there's this is one of them. This is one of the guys who got kicked out. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the and, and that's Representative Justin Jones. I checked his Twitter, and he has he has this video on his Twitter, uh, where he's kind of he's getting all this. He keeps going in front of this fellow legislator, rep, uh, a Republican representative. Watch what happens at the end, though. The Republican turns violent. Look at this. <laughs> He gets right up in his face. <laughs> well, as far as I could tell, he said, uh, he said that Representative Lafferty pushes me and grabs my phone. I was like, oh, dang. He was like up in his business. He like, was, he was in that guy's in face. face. But still. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Sorry, it makes me laugh. Well, this is the thing, because, I mean, I'm I'm a constitutional, or uh, I guess a Bill of Rights libertarian. Fights like that happen all the time with our founding fathers on the floor. That's the kind of stuff I want to see. I want to see that passion. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's all documented. Fights, fist fights, yelling, tantrums, things like that. Like the way uh, the other day where Thomas Massey got into, or a guy got into Thomas Massey's face, and Thomas Massey's yelling back at him about gun control is not going to fix anything. You know, like that's the kind of stuff I want to see. Those are, I need that passion. I need that passion from people who are going to make positive change toward individual freedom. That is, you know? Yeah. Uh, lawmakers getting more heated this year. Uh, the vote for house speaker got physical as well. Uh, one, one uh, member of Congress had to hold back another member of Congress. I saw that. Um, yeah, Matt Gates was just kind of sitting there. Yeah, <laughs> guys trying to like come at him. I'm like, yes, this is the way it's gonna be now. I love this. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, that was a whole anti Second Amendment uh, march, and uh, yeah, our Second Amendment's really under assault right now, which is pretty mm-hmm. scary. Um, so Ice T was actually interviewed about it. the rapper Ice T was interviewed interviewed about this and a rapper of all people is giving the background on why the second amendment even exists here it is asked him why he's such a defender of the right to bear arms well i give up my gun when everybody else does and is that that makes sense well doesn't that make sense i mean if you were if if there were guns here would you be on to be the only person without one so 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 do you carry guns not routinely. At home. I mean, you have got you have gone at home. Yeah, it's legal in the United States. It's part of our constitution. You know, the right to bear arms is because that's the last form of defense against tyranny. Not to hunt, but hunt. It's to protect yourself from the police. And do you see any link between that and these sorts of incidents? No. Nah, not really. You know, what I'm saying if somebody wants to kill people, you know, they don't need a gun to do it. Makes it easier, though, doesn't it? Not really. You can use a, uh, you can strap explosives on your body. They do that all the time. So when there's the inevitable backlash 
Mm-hmm. of the anti-gun lobby as a result of this incident, as it always is. Well, that's not going to change anything it's in the United change. States. No. The United States is based on guns. You know, like KRS says, you'll never have justice on stolen land. So it's not going to change. Woo! U.S. is based on guns. I'll give up my gun when you give up yours. Mm-hmm. That's and- how and he rightly said, like, this is the um, the Second Amendment is the last defense against tyranny. Like, it was put there so that we could arm ourselves against government if the government decides to go against us. It's incredible because they're talking about taking away our guns while sending arms and arms and arms and arms over to Ukraine. They're arming everybody over in Ukraine with AR-15s, with whatever they can get their hands on. Because they're fighting tyranny. And it's the same tyranny that could someday come here as our military weakens and Russia gets brave, you know, like or China. Like we're we're facing a similar a similar thing. So Right. Well, at the same time, there are there have been a lot of mass shootings recently. Um what do you think? has led to this. How can we resolve this? The media narrative is the only way is to take everyone's guns away. But, you know, I really, I wonder why there are so many mass shootings and how can we nip this in the bud? What's your take? Um, every person, I guess, young person who has committed a mass shooting has been on an antidepressant or an antipsychotic, every single one of them. And I think that there's a, a mental health link. And I think that we're drugging kids instead of uh, getting them therapy. Um, I think that there's a lot of broken homes. Um, 80% of the people in jail come from single mother homes. So I think that there's a father, a fatherlessness issue that that needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. We have moral decay in our society. And these are things that are leading to kids killing each other. It's not because they got their hands on a gun and they just want to kill everyone because they can't control themselves. It's because they don't have a foundation. They don't have uh, a moral basis. They don't have a moral compass. Um, and so these are these are the, the reasons that we're having mass shootings. We're not having them because there's too many guns. Right. I think so. And I, I just think the media... Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com.
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Promoting mass shootings all the time is also inspiring copycats. Yes, there was one right out of Colorado. Right, right. So, you know, that that was upsetting me as a crime reporter. I was a a nine-year crime reporter being like, has my coverage inspired more violence when I got into this business to help people? (laughs) Yeah, it happened. They had the Tennessee shooter like a week and a half ago, and... There was somebody who was busted in Colorado, another trans uh, male or female to male. Another one had like another manifesto written out with uh, she hated Donald Trump. And that was a big thing in it. Um, and she was ready to go shoot a bunch of people too, shoot a bunch of kids. Um, so, so, you know, copycats are inspired with or without releasing the manifesto. I think personally manifesto should be released so that we can understand what's going on. Otherwise the media has total control over the story. And they can direct it, the narrative in any way that they, they want. If they want to make it about a white supremacist, they can do that. If they want to make it about uh, a trans child being bullied, they can do that because we're not allowed to read their own words of why they did it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's disturbing stuff. Yeah. Speaking of Donald Trump, uh, he was, you know, historically arrested. Uh, mm. And... Was it, you know, not taken to jail, but he went home to Florida. Um, I've been hearing in my inbox, oh, this is a distraction from this or that that's going on in the world. From BRICS, the the reorganizing, of, you know, dismantling the, the U.S. dollar as a, as a global currency. Um, and other people are saying um, it's a distraction from the Restrict Act 
going through Congress right now, uh, a systemic framework for addressing technology-based threats to security and safety in America. This is the act about banning TikTok. Um, so I wanted to touch on this since my, my viewers have been asking about the Restrict Act. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mentioned to you that, that Republicans and Democrats agree on this. It So from what I have noticed, it appears to be a generational thing, actually, that Older Democrats and Republicans both want to ban TikTok. Younger Democrats and Republicans are both against it. OC weighed in on this as well. She is also against banning TikTok. Hey, everyone. This is Rep AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and this is my first TikTok. Now, this is not only my first TikTok, but it is a TikTok about TikTok. Now, this week, the CEO of TikTok came and testified before Congress as there is growing rumblings and discussion over a nationwide ban on the app. Do I believe TikTok should be banned? No. Why should TikTok not be banned? First of all, I think it's important to discuss how unprecedented of a move this would be. The United States has never before banned a social media company from existence, from operating in our borders. And this is an app that has over 150 million Americans on it. Some of the arguments about banning TikTok have come in with respect to uh, discussions around Chinese surveillance and utilization of of data that is tracked and the enormous amount of tracking uh, on U.S. citizens that and data that is harvested by TikTok. And they say because of this egregious amount of data harvesting, we should ban this app. However, that doesn't really address the core of the issue, which is the fact that major social media companies are allowed to collect troves of deeply personal data about you that you don't know about without really any significant regulation whatsoever. In fact, the United States is one of the only developed nations in the world that has no significant data or privacy protection laws on the books. The EU, for example, has something known as the GDPR, which really forces an an enormous amount of protection on individual users and the amount of data uh, that companies can collect about you without your knowledge. So to me, the solution here is not to ban an individual company, but to actually protect Americans from this kind of egregious data harvesting that companies can do without your significant ability to say no. And usually when the United States is proposing a very major move that has something to do with significant risk to national security, one of the first things that happens is that Congress receives a classified briefing. And I can tell you that Congress has not received a classified briefing around the allegations of national security risks regarding TikTok. So why would we be proposing a ban regarding such a significant issue without being clued in on this at all? It just doesn't feel right to me. And additionally, this case needs to be made to the public. We are a government by the people and for the people. And if we want to make a decision as significant as banning TikTok, and we believe or someone believes that there's really important information that the public deserves to know about why such a decision would be justified, that information should be shared with the public as well. But frankly, I think a lot of this is putting the cart before the horse because our first priority should be in protecting your ability to exist without social media companies harvesting 
and commodifying every single piece of data about you without you and without your consent. Hey everyone, this is Rex. All right, so that, that's her take. Um, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, that's, I think, the first time I've ever agreed with AOC <laughs> ever about anything. So I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with my shock right now a little bit. But, um, so, so I, I'm, I'm against this. I am 100% like, uh, it's, it's the Patriot Act for social media. They'll be able to get in and ban and do whatever they want, overregulate whatever they want. Um, th- they need to, I don't like the government getting involved at all. I think that anything that the government does, a small business can do 10 times better, except for maybe war. Um, so so I think that there's a non-government solution to it. Um, I understand where she's coming from. Um, but I also think that the main issue is it's it's the, the old people in Congress that are like, uh, China's bad, TikTok's bad, and they think it's like a one-step issue but when mm-hmm. the legislation's drawn up, it's it's an abomination. So I, I think a, a lot of the issue is coming from the older people in Congress as opposed to the younger people in Congress, um, e- even on paper. Yeah, it, it's scary for Internet free speech, I think, if they're going to wipe out an entire app. You know, what mm-hmm. else, what other apps and sources of information are Americans going to be? banned from receiving. And I, I agree. I was shocked that I agreed with some of AOC's points that Facebook, for instance, she literally brought up Facebook and it's so true. Facebook is harvesting our information, spying on us as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and Facebook is not on the side of the general American freedom. We've, we've seen how they've censored truth over the past three years. Um, in favor of tyrannical talking points, you know, talking points that convince people that we should surrender to government control. Um, Facebook did that. So I don't know. I just, um, I don't agree that we should just wipe out one app. We shouldn't just wipe out Facebook either, but we have to go back to our extreme responsibility for our own lives and decide, do we want to be on these apps? As individuals, absolutely, absolutely agree with you 100%. And something that's not sitting right with me about it is she's very big about, well, we need to have your information protected, but she also doesn't like Elon Musk very much, who who exposed a lot of what Congress was doing with Twitter mm-hmm. before, which was really corrupt. Um, it's like they want all the power over the corruption over the American people, and they don't want other countries to have it. So I, it's, it's kind of like... Uh, doesn't quite add up about her passion there. Um, so yeah. I guess it's something to watch. I think she is just pandering to her voting base right now. I, I think a lot of her base is young people mm-hmm. and young people love TikTok. So she's mm-hmm. going to fight for TikTok for them and say whatever she needs to say. That's my um, Okay. So I got to go on to this headline. Um, it came up from USA Today, um, looking forward to the 2024 election, which harkens back to how I first came across you as the red-headed libertarian on Twitter. So you had, um, after we didn't get that red wave that a lot of people thought would happen in 2022, you made a tweet that went very viral, and you, you were personally fact-checked by another, none other than Facebook. <laughs> 
Um, it says, so you, you tweeted back in November. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations to the Senate Democrats. I can't even show this tweet because it's fact checked. There's an algorithm on your tweet. <laughs> oh my God. Is it, is, is it fact checked only on Facebook or did Twitter fact check it too? Well, See, a lot of these social media sites operate in unison somehow. We're still trying to figure out how that happens, but I just Solution. know that if, I just know that if it's fact checked on Facebook and Instagram, then the chances YouTube is going to zap it too are pretty strong. So I'm trying to protect my YouTube here, but I'm going to read it, not show it. It's a <laughs> congratulations to the Senate Democrats for suddenly pulling ahead and winning surprise victories by the perfect margins. Four days after polls closed in the dead of night, only in states with mail-in voting for the second time in a row. We'd never seen anything like it in 244 years. I get a little bass sometimes. <laughs> right here. I was like, in. I love the perfect sarcasm <laughs> spewing facts. And I said in this era of sarcasm, I think how we get around fact checkers is, or in this era of censorship, how we get around fact checkers is through sarcasm. Yes. Um, but no, I'm genuinely congratulating the Democrats. <laughs> I love them. But that didn't work. They still fact checked you. <laughs> Incredible. I never I, I've actually I man I figured out how to how to get past the, the fact checkers on Twitter now under community notes. Oh you just yeah, because I have a large enough base to do it. So I was I had Elon respond to a tweet that I did. Oh nice. Um and he just responded like two he's responded to me about three or four times, but he responded these two like exclamation points to something that I, I responded in an article that I responded. It was a study that was done about three years ago. Um, and I can't even really remember what it was about. It was something about masculinity, um, and, uh, femininity and, you know, basic like gender roles and like, like how we need to get back to those essentially was what it it was a study on. Um, and he agreed with it. And so instantly it got community noted. Right. And the community (sighs) note that they put on it was that they tried to make it sound like or, the, or that the fact that it was three years old, that was really it. That was the only issue is that it, it's a three-year-old study. So mm-hmm. so their idea was roughly that maybe something changed in three years. I don't know. But but that was it. They, only, they put a big community note on it um, because it was old. And so I was like, oh, no. I'm like, you're not going to slap a logical fallacy onto my tweet because it's old because Elon engaged with it. So I was like, we're going to go in. I'm like, this is what we're going to do. You're going to go and you're going to... Um, down downvote this this note we're just going to downvote the note and so i have a large enough audience where i could do that downvoted the note the note disappeared <gasps> wow that's the way around it if you get because there are crummy notes that get slapped on things you know because not everybody who does a community note is a a good faith person so and this was one of those times and we, we beat it we figured out how to beat it wait how does downloading it make it disappear you mean the uh, person who wrote it panicked and deleted it I'm not, I'm not sure how it works on the other side, but you downvote the or downvoted or bad rate it. I can't remember how it was. You 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 essentially report the note on the note saying, "Oh, you know this this didn't work," and and it was it was a logical fallacy that. Oh, so you just told your audience, "Let's all downvote." Yeah, oh. We're going to downvote this because it's it's silly. Oh, and they used the reference that they used to check me on it about the the timing of the time of it. They used like Vox 
or just some crappy, crappy, like third party uh, media, like HuffPost or, or something stupid like that um, to be like, yeah, see here, here's our evidence. And so it was wow. like going past and mine was from like a science journal. So, um, you know, they were using an opinion to contradict the science. So I was like, uh-uh, not going to happen. So we downvoted it with that. It's really nice that Twitter gives that option. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, you don't get that option. Um, you, Facebook has partnered with crazy independent fact checkers who, I don't know who these people are, but they write the most bogus stuff. It's happened to me. Um, I was fact checked for reporting accurate facts mm-hmm. Every on time. Facebook. And uh, leadstories.com did an article. They wrote a special article just on my Facebook post and then attached it with this big false banner. So anyone scrolling through Facebook, it says, you know, it blurs out the post and says, if you click on this post, you're looking at something false. And so, you know, and then people look at it and it says that, you know, the was active voters, the percentage of active voters who actually went to vote in Wisconsin in 2020 was 93.7%. Um, that's outrageously high, suspiciously high. That's, um, this, that's this, almost North Korea, and people are forced to vote in North Korea. North Korea. <laughs> well, so this um, this is according to testimony that had just happened in Wisconsin legislature from a um, an IT expert who looked at everything. I not only took his exact words, but I also looked. At, in the Wisconsin, the WISVOTES Wisconsin uh, government website on voting. This was the percentage of active voters. But leadstories.com falsified. They, they defamed and falsified what actually happened. So they were lying to the viewers by telling the viewers that I was lying to the viewers. And I'm like, we live in such a dirty point in history. George Orwell wrote about this like in one of his essays, not just 1984 um, animal farm or whatever, he actually wrote an essay. Um, and I talked about it recently and he said, it's not just the fact that they lie. It's that it, it's that they lie like universally, like it is a mm. collective lie and they have to push it. And this lie is, it feeds authoritarianism and it's built on authoritarianism and authoritarianism itself is a lie. So um, we're living what Orwell predicted verbatim. Um, and I mean, right down to two plus two equals four. I mean, there's articles, uh, or I think Ottawa, Canada, maybe it was who came out and said that two plus two equals four is a white supremacist dog whistle. Uh, <laughs> so, so we are living, we are living through, through tyranny right now and it's going to get worse, but we're all mindful of it because we read the instruction manual and, uh, we know how to beat it. And that is with more speech, just like uh, I, I think Elon buying Twitter could have saved us. Um, yeah, it's huge. But that's, that's a really big deal. It's the first place where we're allowed to speak freely. Um, uh, the and- first like, ma- you know, place that has a monopoly on speech because mm-hmm. places like Truth Social, they just don't have as big of an audience on there as Twitter. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, fast forward to today, and I just got invited to debate the the owner of 
of uh, lead stories. So I, awesome. I, I said, this man really wants to talk to me about this. I mean, the organizer of an event out in LA, he wants us to duke it out in regards to this issue. And I said, I understand you want the debate, but I don't think this man wants to debate me on the fact that he blatantly, his, his journalist blatantly lied. Yeah. But so far, I, I guess it's and be like, here's, here's my, what What's... I wrote here's the line. And here is what the reporter wrote that I said it. Here's the line, you know, here's his voice saying that, like, right. how am I wrong? How right. am I, wrong? I literally have the soundbite from the IT expert. Um, how am I wrong? That's that, that gets, I actually have a count on Twitter. Anytime somebody, um, usually I usually get insulted, um, like physically or about my character or something when people see something that they disagree with with me. So I keep my cool and I respond, I retweet it. I'm like, okay, cool. But how am I wrong? I have never had anybody tell me how I'm wrong. Never. My count is up to like over 400. Never. You ask people, okay, but how am I wrong without getting personal? And they're like, they have no idea how to, how to answer you. They're like, well, you, you just are. Wow. You know? so, mm-hmm. That's your, it, it, they use their words to attack. Their words are their weapons. And when you're like, your words have no power here, it disarms them. And that's the culture that we live in. And that's how we have to fight. We have to fight back with our own words in that regard. Right. Yeah. Hopefully we can, you know, hopefully free speech can win out and freedom can win out because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are just not even paying attention to what's going on. And with issues like the election, it's the numbers, the math, it gets complicated how machines work, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where, that's where the purveyors of actual disinformation can come in and muddy it up and make and gaslight, gaslight. And mm-hmm. um, speaking of which, which is what I was getting at in the first place is that there's a new gas. <laughs> There's a new gaslighting article from USA Today. Yay. Trump fueled election deniers still spread lies, experts warn. What does that mean for 2024? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, this is, you know, we're now looking ahead to 2024. The fact is that elections are not perfect. They're still not. They're still serious flaws and concerns and loopholes that we need to be aware of. If our vote really is sacred, we need to pay attention and shine light on these, not have article after article like this saying that anyone who has concerns about whether our vote really counts is a Trump-fueled election denier who's still spreading lies. Hillary Clinton was with Nancy Pelosi the other day saying that 2016 was stolen from her. Like it is so much gaslighting surrounding this. Like, then that's the thing. That's what uh, communist color revolutions are supposed to do. Is they're supposed to keep you confused and unstable and gaslit, and you're never supposed to be grounded. They take your grounding from you, and they take your reality from you, and they tell you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. And that's that's what we're living through right now. Um, I mean, going into 2024, I feel like some states might not certify their elections this time. I mean, that's possible if they suspect something is happening, it might not happen because it was really just pushed through. Like everybody was like, oh my God, like no one really knew it was happening. So it was almost like, we're going to just push it through and we're just going to deal with it later. Um, you know, we're going to fix all the issues with that we know happened or that the holes in our process, we're just going to fix them later. And a lot of states did. They passed all their election laws, you know, voter ID, whatever, and managed to fix that. I want to tell you what happens in Massachusetts, how voting works there, because 
oh my God, like Change I live in Florida now. All I have to do is I have to show up. I went to my precinct and uh, they handed me a ballot and just asked me my name and I gave them my name and they're like, okay, I'm like, do you need an ID? They said, no, that's it. I just had to tell them who I was. I could what? go, to, I could have, I could have went to my mother's precinct, my grandmother's precinct, my aunt's precinct, probably my uncle's precinct and said I was them and they just would have let me vote. That that's all it is. You go to the right precinct and say your name and they let you vote. There's no identification there at all. I, I, I think I might need the address. Yeah. You're, they might ask your address just to make sure that you definitely live there, but I could have gone and voted like five times and like five different precincts if I wanted to, um, because they don't check. Oh my God. It's so concerning. And the levels of gaslighting that people are actually accepting. People are accepting being gaslit about this. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just paying attention to a few things in Wisconsin. That's I'm from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wisconsin's election was just a freaking disaster. So um, how, how it works in Wisconsin is that you can, you can vote by mail basically the same way you just described. Um, you can go on to WISVOTES, the Wisconsin government website, to order your, your mail-in ballot. And uh, just type in the person's name and address, basically. Get, get the stuff sent to you. Get the stuff sent to you. So you put in their address as your identifier, but then your address to get the ballot sent to you um, you can get a thousand ballots sent to you. Um, just if you know a thousand people's basic info. So it's not secure whatsoever. You know, especially these people, there, there are nonprofit groups who pay attention to who doesn't vote. Those are the perfect people to order mm-hmm. their ballots. They would never know yeah, that exactly. their ballot was already ordered. So, um, this man named Harry Waite exposed this loophole. Mm-hmm. there were a couple government officials that he decided, he decided to order their ballots, have them sent to him, call them up and say, I'm holding your ballot. Are you going to fix this problem? He got thrown, <laughs> thrown in jail for it. Ballots, oh uh, the problem's not fixed, but he's in jail. And Wisconsinites and Americans are being gaslit over this. I didn't hear that at all. And I, trying to follow as much news as I possibly can. It's, that's, that's right. Huge. It's a major concern. And you're right that there were crickets in the media. It made local news. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, by like, chance, oh, a tipster sent it to me and I highlighted it on my little YouTube, but I'm like, we need to be talking about this stuff. This is serious. That's mm-hmm. little loopholes like that. And it's incredibly hard to to track down when that sort of crime happens, unless the person does what Harry Waite does and call themselves out, say, Hey, mm-hmm. I just committed this election crime to figure out how e- to show you how easy it is. You know, otherwise the fraudsters are hard to catch. So this problem continues and it's really hard to find out how, how much did that happen in 2020? Nobody's mm-hmm. really able to find it out. You know, then there's places like Texas, a very red state. Democrats were confident it was going to turn blue in 2020. And when you look at some of the loopholes, you see why. I talked to election officials who said it's every year there is an issue of people voting in multiple states because states don't share their records. Mm -hmm. So there are people who cast 
ballots in multiple states. Um, we just need we, to go back we, to one ballot, one paper ballot per person and just right, show and, up. And have like some national record of whether this person voted in one state or how many states, because what's happening with in, in, in Texas, what we had is a ton of PO box address voters. Mm-hmm. Hey, I live at such and such PO box. No, nobody lives at a PO box, but that was their official residence on their ballot. So Texas passed a law after the 2020 election, banning that saying you can't use a PO box as your, as your official address. A judge struck down that, no, a judge threw the law out, said it was discriminatory against Hispanics. What? The Hispanics don't live in P.O. boxes either. No one can fit into a P.O. box. You are living somewhere or you're, or you're homeless. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so you just feel helpless sometimes. You're like, okay, so Texas legislators saw the flaws. They saw the concerns. They did something about it. They passed this new law. And some judge throws it out over race. And so in 2024, people are going to be able to vote from PO boxes in Texas. What's the chance Texas will turn blue? It's only a matter of time. I wouldn't be surprised if Texas turned blue. Nobody's fixing that. that uh, The people, if they start really noticing like this stuff is happening and this is really bad. I think that that's where we're going to get into, I mean, national divorce waters. That's where we're going to get into people wanting to secede. Um, I believe moving forward, we're going to see strong states rights. Like the way Florida is, it's like a different country, but also the way, you know, New York is. It's like a different country. And I think that that's how it's going to feel. Like you used to just want to go to Florida for the sunshine. And now you want to go there because their governor is not a tyrant, you know? Right. So, so, so that's the way that it's going to be. And I think people like me, I fled from a blue state and came to a red state. And that's going to happen. A lot more people are going to be like, we just got to get out of here. There's just no, just no saving our blue state. I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm really glad to live in Texas. I feel safer here. I think I was a protected in many ways by happening to live here when the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. Um, and a ton, ton of people. My realtor said that a huge percentage of his clients are Californians buying houses in Houston, Texas. Mm. So interesting times for sure. I know there's a lot of Californians who are totally normal. Like most of Northern California are just normal people who just want to get like, want to secede. They tried, they, they got governor Newsom. They tried to recall him. So there's a lot of normal people there. Um, But a lot was happening in, in Arizona, for instance, all the people from California are mostly going to Arizona and that's why Arizona is turning blue. Um, But when, when you look at something like Florida, you're getting, all the new voters are all red voters. You're getting people who are red voters going mm. to Florida, but they really just want to flee their state. Texas is caught in the middle of Arizona and of Florida. And so you're kind of getting a mix of blue people and red people of what their intentions are for moving. I mean, I got judged for moving from a, a blue state to a red state. They know, don't bring your politics with you. I'm like, you want my politics. <laughs> More libertarian politics, please. Libertarians about freedom, guys. I don't know why libertarian is not more popular. It's about actual just freedom in every area. It is. It's literally the founding fathers were all libertarian in nature. I mean, they were federalists and anti-federalists in party, but their nature is that they were libertarian. They believed in individual liberty, property rights, uh, freedom, personal responsibility, accountability, non-aggression, 
and just minding their own business. And this is what we need to get back to as close to that as we can, uh, as close to their principles and their minds as we can, because that was kind of the height of, of our intelligence (laughs) really there. Yeah. So I agree. Totally agree. Um, all right. Thank you so much. Josie, the redhead libertarian for joining truth bombs. I've linked your Twitter and YouTube down below. Everyone go follow Josie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. I have a great weekend, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. 